The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. As Jesus came down from the mountain with Peter, James, and John and approached the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. Immediately on seeing him, the whole crowd was utterly amazed. They ran up to him and greeted him. He asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I have brought to you my son possessed by a mute spirit. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable to do so. He said to them in reply, O faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I endure you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him, and when he saw him, the spirit immediately threw the boy into convulsions. As he fell on the ground, he began to roll around and foam at the mouth. Then he questioned his father, how long has this been happening to him? He replied, since childhood. It has often thrown him into the fire and into water to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can, everything is possible to one who has faith. Then the boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. Jesus, on seeing the crowd rapidly gathering, rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, Mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Shouting and throwing the boy into convulsions, it came out. He became like a corpse, which caused many to say, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, raised him up, and stood him up. And when they entered the house, the disciples asked him in private, Why could we not drive the spirit out? He said to them, This kind can only come out through prayer. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. The devils mentioned twice today in our readings. First, St. James mentions him as um, wisdom that does not come from above, wisdom of this kind, which is bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, does not come from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. And, of course, we see in the Gospel of Mark today, chapter 9, that Jesus has this encounter with a possessed boy, and he frees him from, that, from the spirit who is possessing him. And part of Lent is going into some, doing some deeper spiritual combat against the devil as you progress, as you fast and pray and go through Lent. Part of our journey is also to do spiritual warfare against the devil. So I'd like to talk about the devil today, just give a little bit about how he works in the extraordinary way, but how he works, I spend most of the homily on how he works in the ordinary way, which is temptation. 
So the extraordinary tax of the devil, you can remember by the acronym IHOOP, I-H-O-O-P. I always wanted to make it IHOP, but it's IHOOP. And IHOOP stands for, the first one is infestation. That's what we typically call a haunted house. Infestation. And that's when the devil is making noises in the house, things are moving around, things of that nature. And then the next one is oppression. And oppression is when things are going against a person from the outside of them. You might see a person go through a string of extraordinary bad luck. They lose their job. They get divorced. They can't do this. They can't do that. They're having such a bad luck streak. That's some kind of demonic oppression against a person. And then there's obsession, and that's for an attack from the inside. When your mind, when you fixate on something over and over, and your mind keeps going over and over on this demonic oppression. And then the final one is possession. Possession, which we have an example in the gospel. And that's where an evil spirit gets into your body and just like we would drive a car, they drive your body around. They can't totally take away your free will, but they can dominate your body. Now what about the ordinary ways of attack? That's what I really want to talk about today. And that's through temptation. The devil tries to talk us into things. We can't make us do anything, but he tries, he can't take away our free will, but he tries to talk us into things. And the first way he does that is by getting us not to forgive others. Unforgiveness, it's like a brick wall in your life. When you don't forgive, it gives the devil a foothold. And if you give him an inch, he takes, he builds a whole castle. (laughs) So this unforgiveness, either of someone else, or a lot of times people can't forgive themselves. And this is where the unforgiveness can have a stronghold in your life. We even have to be able to forgive ourselves. We have to know that the person who did that thing is not me anymore. I'm not that same person. So now I can forgive myself. The devil then tries to uh, lie to us about what will make us happy. And just think of the old Greek gods. It's the same temptations, power and pleasure and having many possessions or having money, that these things are going to bring you happiness. It's a bankrupt lie. Only happiness comes from doing God's will. Then the devil tries to divide, and we know these weapons very well. They're the same weapons the devil always uses. He uses gossip and complaining and verbal violence and negativity, calumny, which is making things up about other people, detraction, which is making people's hidden secrets known to everybody. That's another way the devil tries to divide us. If he can divide us, We can't be united in praying against him and working against his work in the world. Then the devil uses some of his favorite tools, fear and shame and discouragement. He can make us afraid, afraid to talk to your friend about Jesus. Or he can make you ashamed of something you've done in your life, so you don't want to tell anybody. You know what? The things we keep most hidden in life are the things that are most common to everybody. We think that they're just us, but these feelings of shame and so forth, we keep them hidden from others. It's the most common feeling among human people. And when we can share that with someone, it can bring relief. For example, I had dyslexia. So for 20 years, 25 years of my life, I tried to hide that, was ashamed of it, thought I was, uh, for a lot of my life, I thought I was just stupid. <laughs> I couldn't do math, I couldn't do spelling. There's something really wrong. I didn't know my directions, etc. But once I shared that, that whole burden of keeping that secret in my life was gone. And I was able now just to laugh at myself. 
Okay, there's the four ways the devil tempts us. Now here's 14, what did I get? 16 ways that are medicine against the devil. Number one, the sacraments. The sacraments of healing are Holy Eucharist, Holy Confession, and the anointing of the sick. These bring healing into our life. These take the devil out of our life. The Bible. How about memorizing some passages? This is a good weapon against the devil. How many do you have memorized? You should have at least some key five passages memorized in your life to have in your toolbox to use when the devil tempts you. Prayer, especially deep prayer. I'm talking about meditation. You know, we we go from vocal prayer to mental prayer to meditation, the deeper levels of communicating with God. You can rebuke the devil and bind the devil in this in the power of your baptism. You have authority over spirits that are attacking you. Spirit of lust, I rebuke you. I send you to the foot of the cross for Jesus to deal with. Or spirit of gossip, I bind you, I rebuke you. In Jesus' name, I sent you to the cross. Calling on the opposite virtue from the Holy Spirit. So the opposite of sin, is, which is vice, are virtues. So calling on the opposite virtue in your life. Meditating on hell once a year. Meditate, get a book, meditate on what hell is like, at least once a year. You know, during Lent's a great time to meditate on hell. Cultivate the virtues, especially humility. Get the saints and angels in heaven on your side. The sacramentals, like holy water and the scapular and blessed objects, are great against the devil. Have a spiritual friend, someone you can confide to. This is going to be great. As protecting you against the devil. Spiritual direction is another way of fighting the devil. The rosary, adoration, laughter. The devil hates laughter. If you can laugh at yourself, you, he can't do much about it. And then holy images in your home. Holy images, blessed images are all defenses against the devil. So as you enter into Lent, you know, intensify your spiritual combat and learn to defeat him 